This episode is brought to you by Brothers and Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code TRAVELINGMAN at checkout. That's uppercase, all one word, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Okay, we are here on episode 38 of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast, and we are here with Brother Randolph Davis. Ran when I get into the show, so everybody knows. Brother Davis, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, sure. Jim. And, and I'm uh, very honored uh, to be selected uh, to do your podcast, and um, I'm willing to uh, start right in with you. Well... I appreciate it, first off, and the exciting thing, we got here about half an hour ago, and we had a show before the show, just talking, you know, history and whatnot, and, and yeah. it really gave me a lot, of, lot more insight that I didn't even know. So before we jump into your Masonic career, because mm -hmm. this is a really cool parallel, I didn't realize that you served in the Army. Army yes, Army. I did. Uh, I and um, what, what were your years you served and you were in Vietnam? And give us a little backstory on that. Uh, certainly, I'll uh, condense it. Uh, I'm proud to say uh, uh, I enlisted in the Army Security Agency. Okay. Uh, it's a four-year enlistment. Sure. Uh, August the 66 to August the 70. Okay. Um, yes, I did. Uh, I had two tours in Vietnam. Sure. Uh, April of 67. Uh, to November of 68. Okay. Um, I was trained as a code breaker. Oh, wow. I, yes. And I spent um, quite a bit of time in the field. Okay. Not in a base camp. I was sure. with a support platoon team. Okay. Uh, and we would go out and gather uh, information. As a code breaker, I was talking with what's called ARDF, Airborne Radio Direction Finder. Okay. They're, they're up in the air. Sure. So you go through the whole protocol, and uh, everything is um, in code. There were rotors <laughs> back in those days. Yeah. Rotors, yeah. rotors to set up. Um, it was interesting. Uh, on my second tour, um, we were gathering qu quite a bit of Intel. Military intelligence, yeah, yeah. yeah, of what was going on. Uh, the consensus was that there was going to be, um, you know, some type of a major attack coming. Right. Well, certainly it did happen. Uh, we were pinned down along with many others uh, for three days. We were up in Katum, uh, K-A-T-U-M, which yeah. is just 
just on the borderline of Cambodia border. Sure, and this and this just for everyone listening was the Tet Offensive. This yes, is when this, that all yeah, broke loose. Tet Offensive. Uh, yeah. And pardon my French, yes, all hell broke loose. <laughs> That's okay, yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, so on the morning of the third day, um, okay, it was uh, no sleep, obviously. It was wearing for everybody. Oh, yeah. But survival was was key. Key, yeah, that's key. the main. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't want to die here. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Absolutely. We heard helicopters. There were two that came. Uh, people got out, and we did recognize, the, and I have a, a few distant photos. We were not allowed to, to do any close-up photos with General Westmoreland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he walked into our camp, and uh, he asked the officer, do you have a Sergeant Randolph L. Davis? And this officer... <laughs> He said, I have a specialist, Davis, and he just said to him, that's not what I asked that's you. Not, that's not it. And what, was this before or after, and you told me about the helicopter incident? <laughs> well, th this was after, yeah, a lot of things. There were, uh, a lot went on in that three days. Uh, it, it's uh, sometimes difficult to talk about. Sure. There was a distance of maybe 100 to 150 yards. Uh, medevac uh, helicopters, dust-offs, they called them. Okay. Uh, they were one was coming in and one was uh pulling out. Pulling out. Right. And uh they pancaked and uh I can remember I ran over it. You're just you're on adrenaline. Just you, reacting. That's exactly. it. You're on adrenaline. Get get there to help somebody. And uh, I pulled a pilot out um of his seat, one of the helicopter pilots. Um I could see his face to this day. And wow. then some of the wounded that were on the helicopters you had to help the medics uh, decide, all right, who's going to get treated and who's going to get black tagged. Black sure. tag means they're dead. Yeah, it's, a, it's over, right? Yeah, so it was, it was uh, very, very chaotic. Right. But we, we endured as a group. Um, so going back to when Westmoreland came, yes. um, he just said, well, Sergeant Davis, I'd like to – he shook my hand and he said, uh, well done, soldier. And uh, he looked at one of his staff members without hesitation, and he said, uh, would you please uh, write up Sergeant Davis for Bronze Star Award? Wow. Well, that the <coughs> you had brought an article and showed me, and that, I, I said that. I'm like, I did not know you had a Bronze Star. And your first thing was, I don't talk about that. That's just something you did and, mm -hmm. you know, you served. And, you know, the thing that is amazing – in this is you know i wanted to bring this up before we introduced when you joined lodge because you joined lodge after yes I did. and the amazing thing is you were building your foundation your masonic foundation and being a good man we take good men and make them better you were already doing it you didn't even know it you were just in the heat of the battle reacting and i absolutely love that and secondly and this is just something I, I never served. You know, you hear stories of this or you see movies or whatever it is. And you think, I think to myself, because I wasn't in that situation, you know, what would I do? And I'm getting teared up just thinking about it. But I, I hope, I hope that I would have reacted that way. I hope that I would have the bravery mm -hmm. to move forward. And I, I've never been tested that way. I couldn't imagine being in that, but... 
thank you for your service and thank you for stepping up and doing the things that Masons do. And you didn't even know we were, you didn't even know you were doing it. You're just doing what you do. Thank I you love so that. Much. Thank you, Jim. It's much appreciated. So, so now to Masonry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward. Yeah. So you were raised November 5th, 1976 at Argus Lodge. Give me a little backstory though on what brought you to Masonry. Was was it something that the uh, did you have family or the camaraderie from military or did that all kind of ball in together? Give me a little bit on what brought you here. The cornerstone of my wanting to get into masonry. Uh, some of the members that are listening uh, may remember this name. There was a barber on the south side of Youngstown. Okay. His name was Kip K I P Kip Powell. Kip Powell, okay. Kip Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L. Kip was a, a, a renowned um, and very influential member of the Masonic Order. Okay. And I would I would look when I, he was cutting hair, and I'd see his See the ring? ring? Yeah, yeah, sure. So the fast forward the tape, as I say, when I petitioned, um, I went in and talked to him yeah. at his shop, very private, when he closed. And uh, he, he gave me some very, very sound advice. He yeah. said, uh, uh, the best advice I can give you, I know you're excited, uh, but you need to stay steady and sure. sound. Stay steady and sound. Don't be the town crier. I can remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, because he said, honestly, I, I've known you since you've been a kid. But he said, there's not everyone out there that's going to like Randolph Davis. Sure. Yeah, and it, it, right. it, it, that sunk in. He said, I'm not trying to dissuade I, you, but. Yeah, but this is reality. This is life. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, uh, I always remember that. And uh, from that time on, I did listen to him. I, I went to him for some pointers. Yeah, as I yeah. was going through the process, and um, it, it was wonderful. Sure, He's so a wonderful man. So, so he kind of inspired you a little bit. Did, did you have any family in the order beforehand or not? I'm proud to say I did, Jim. Okay. Um, my grandfather, uh, Alfred L. Davis, Sr. Uh, he was made a mason a master mason in 1950 december okay. of 1950 yeah in rock creek lodge number 277 okay rock creek if you're out there a little yeah, shout rock out creek which i i don't really know if it's still uh in existence uh my grandfather was a very humble man he was a bricklayer okay mason yeah, yeah. He, all he, right he, real he, deal yeah real um uh, and and uh I have his Bible. Uh, I yes. Did, I did bring it with me. We'll get a picture uh, of that. Yeah, sure. and uh, I I was very, very flattered uh, that he he was a member. Sure. Uh, and my father uh, chose not to uh, participate. Right. And and I understand that. But sure. my grandfather, um, I, I have a few of his artifacts. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm just glad to have him oh my goodness yeah. now was that something was he around when you got raised or no no he, he, he passed he, by he that died, uh, uh, being a bricklayer he and cr the crew he was on they used to get extra work 
and reline the blast furnaces in the steel bells. Yes. So the bottom line is, you know it. They most of them uh, died of emphysema. Makes sense. Yeah, they didn't have the OSHA and the safety. <laughs> yes, that wasn't a thing. It was no. It was like get in there and do the job. Do the job. <laughs> so, uh, but unfortunately, yes, he he died. Uh, okay. Emphysema. Well, that, that's that's great to hear those mm-hmm. ties, and and not just your grandfather, but with Kip as well. Yes. So you joined. And you joined Argus Lodge in Canfield. That is in the 24th still. And yes. then you pluraled Allen Lodge in Columbiana. Yes, I did. I, I became a plural member uh, at Allen Lodge in January of 2017. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I had been you know, married to my wife, lived here in the community, and I'm the type to reach out and make friends somehow and i got to know um a few of the people yeah. here okay and how i got to allen lodge is maybe some humor um a- adam noble was going to be installed as master okay adam if you're out there listening he pulled into the driveway and said you know Rand, i need somebody to be one of my stewards would you like to do that <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll never forget that yeah. He was in his tux and everything, and I said, "Sure, I would be good." Oh, he was I'd going that night. Yeah, <laughs> that night he got yeah. you. Okay, <laughs> okay, we're on. Sure, and yeah. that am I correct? Was that with uh, Most Worshipful Brother Rick Shaw? Because I believe, I believe I was here. Okay. Because we have pictures of I what. I don't remember if Adam has served more than once as master. No, just one just time. One. Okay, one then time. then we were here. One so, time. Yeah, yes. it, it was something. Of course, I was I was just kind of awed and overwhelmed by everything. So Sure, yeah, sure. But I, I enjoyed it. So jumping back to right. Argus Lodge, because mm-hmm. this is a pretty cool backstory. Argus Lodge in the 24th, for anyone that has not been there or is not located here, has an outdoor facility set up for degrees and they have a huge park camping for members and all kinds of stuff like that but they actually have stones set up that you can do your degrees out there and they don't do them often because they're very important and yeah there's not a lot of them but you were one of them and you were raised in an outdoor degree Uh, excuse me i was the outdoor entered apprentice candidate Right. Uh, in September of 1976. Of course, I'm I'm like a, a deer in the headlights. I'm all new, <laughs> new to this. Yeah. And, and my guides, I am proud to say to this day, uh, was Russ Gillum Jr. and Elmer Stolnacker. Okay. Yeah. And uh, to tie in with what Jim's saying, uh, I would encourage anyone to go see the outdoor degree yeah. of the Entered Apprentice in September and they also do a Master Mason in right. June. And it's it's very well attended. Sure, I can sure. remember, okay, back in the day, there would be buses coming in from out of state. Yes, I've, I've heard that from, from Russ. Yes. That, yes, and there's a very nice pavilion there. So sure. um, people, please take that opportunity uh, because they do, the Fellcraft team works very hard to do that in uh, it's something that you'll remember. Yeah. Well, the the exciting thing on September 10th, there, the Grand Master 
Timothy S. Wheeland is having a one-day class. Mm-hmm. And we had been working the 24th district to pair with the 25th district and do something together. Mm-hmm. And they had planned to do an outdoor degree. And then he announced that he was doing a one-day class that day, too. So it's cool that we are going to have the 24th and 25th do a combined one-day class. And we'll do the first two degrees, I believe, indoors. 124th Lodge and 125th doing mm-hmm. EA and Fellowcraft. Mm-hmm. But then the really exciting part, we're going to do the Master Mason outdoors. And then the deputies for the 24th and the 25th are going to do all the work. So number one, that's just something you don't see. Number two, if you're in the air and you want to criticize your own deputy on his work, come and take a look. I don't suggest that if you're in the officer line. Say, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know what? That's It's the sort of thing we'd, we had traveled out of, I think it was 2019, to Indianapolis, and they had the Grand Lodges of Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana do each degree. It was a tri-degree day. And you can get very, I, I want to say nervous or, you know, the Grand Lodge guys, you know, they got the big aprons and they get the full tux and tail and everything, and it's intimidating a little bit. But when you see them do their work and they they did very well, but they did the same thing that we did, you know, forget a line, stop, switch a word, and, you know, when I'm sitting on a sideline, especially younger, and see one of those guys, I'm like, those guys have to be letter perfect. They're, you know, they got to be – and they're just guys like us. It's cool to see mm-hmm. that flip side. So I'm not saying that the deputies are going to do that. They'll be perfect. They'll well, be that, word perfect. That's but, part of their passion for Mason. Sure, sure. When you said the uh, district deputies and so on. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, yeah. Again, uh I hope some people will take that opportunity. Oh, um, I'm sure they it, will. It, it's worth the time to see it. Right. And the, and the key with that, too, and I always bring this up because you get guys, and I was like this before I really experienced one-day classes. I was kind of against them because I didn't join one day. I kind of took the traditional route. And after going through, and, I mean, we have multiple – one day mm-hmm. guys in line at East Palestine Lodge. Doesn't matter what car you drive to get to work as long as you're at work. So the same way with Lodge. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter if you're traditional, if you one day, if you <laughs> I don't know if there's any other ways of you know made a mason on a spot. Is that still a thing? <laughs> no, but you're, but you're still a master mason. But you're still a master mason, you're still a good man, you were still investigated mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter the stairway. It just matters you got mm-hmm. to that floor and now let's see what you can do. Sure. And and that's the kind of thing that I really like you were telling me about your motto, which I love. Tell me tell me your motto for life, which really I absolutely love it. It just is it nailed it. I I have followed uh this piece of advice. Um and I, I go back to Kip Powell sure. when I when I was going. Uh, it's a short phrase and that's it. He had actually two pieces of advice. Yeah. He said, uh, you remember this? He said, when, when you're asked to get up and speak, I believe he said in the three B's, begin, be brief, and be done. <laughs> he, 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 that's him. He was just, that was his demeanor. And uh, then he got serious and he said, but here's, 
uh, a piece of advice I'm going to pass on to you. I hope you'll remember this for the rest of your life. Yeah. No matter what you do, whether work, you know, uh, masonry, whatever. Sure. Uh, it's a motto. It's simply under promise and over deliver. Yeah. That, that is a true key to success. And that's sure. always said under promise and over deliver. I, that just resonates with me and it has for all these years. Well, you know, to hark back to the first one, if anyone from East Palestine Lodge just heard that 3B thing, I'm going to get hit with it all the time because the, every time I stand up, they're like, here he goes. <laughs> and obviously I'm a talker, so. But I absolutely love that motto. You know, less, you. less talk, more work. Show people what you're capable of, not what you can tell them that you can do. Because that's the real talks, just talk. If you can do the walking, that's the real deal. <laughs> and, and and I love it. It really, there's so many things, and I don't want to get into a you know worldly thing, but so many people are more worried about you know, do I look like or do I do I look like I fit in? It, that, that doesn't matter. Do you do what's right? And you'll fit in, you, you know, do yes. the, do the Just work be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Do Just the work yourself. Um, and it's in, in going into that, the, the three B's, there's a little, <laughs> uh, I just would work it in. Um, listen and silent have the same letters and I would see people writing it down to yeah. see if I'm, yeah, listen and silent use the same letters and that's powerful that is that's i've n i've never heard that yeah active active listening uh to tie in with your everybody's too worried about how they look or what they're trying to fit in but you know when you're when you're really listening listening to someone sure they're gonna know exactly they're gonna you know whether you're being genuine Right. Or whether you're just, oh, I can't wait to get to say, yeah, I got Yeah, something. I can't wait to get my yeah, word yeah, out. Yeah, I'm going to get my words out. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so, and they'll, but that's how it is. So, that's another one. It's just not, you don't live your life on cliches, but there are some things that stick with you. Sure. Um, and I try to use them when I can. Yeah. I, I mean, keeps you grounded, keeps your eye on the prize. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, we've kind of touched your your pre-Masonic history that mm -hmm. I love just came out of nowhere. The start of your Masonic history. Mm -hmm. So once you join Argus, you're raised November 5th, 1976. Yes. Do you jump in full force? Are you, you know, busy with work? Do you start joining independent bodies? What what kind of journey did you take after you were raised? I, I at the time, was working uh, as an industrial sales rep. I was an outside rep. So, yes, I, I was full-time, so work kind of prevented me from jumping in. But I did get to know some people, and uh, I became a member of the ancient accepted Scottish Rite, a valley of Youngstown. Sure. I've been a member there since, I'm proud of, since 1980. Oh, so okay. So I, I went yeah. Scottish Rite and sure. became a 32nd degree. Okay. And, it, and that was back in the day before there was a, maybe a three-day class. We had two weeks of, you Going know. Going back dirt, and yeah, forth. back and, and forth, <laughs> downtown, Youngstown, da-da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, that, but, uh, and then I 
got to know some uh, Brother Masons, and they were members of the Otmarai Grotto Clown Unit. And simply, I decided uh, I helped with the cleanup, and that when there used to be a circus down at the Struthers Field House. So I started from the ground up. I swept floors in, uh, yeah. in the stands between shows and so on um, with a ball cap and a white painter's suit on. And <laughs> right. I got to know some of the fellows in the clown unit. I petitioned, and I joined. I, yeah. I'm proud to say I, I had 25 years with the Grotto Clown Unit. My clown name was Pockets. Pockets, okay. Pockets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, you know the thing i've always enjoyed and even in my own experiences how close freemasonry is without you even noticing i've been to the otmarai circus did i had no clue i just thought oh this is a circus and otmarai is a weird name for a circus but whatever i don't know <laughs> you know i'm young and whatever but that and and there's certain things like that shrine things i don't know anything about you had mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people don't like Oh, you know, a shrine or a grotto, you have to be a mason first. You don't realize that. Hmm. So, and secondly, I'm, tr I'm trying to join Grotto, which I'm sure you can probably help me with now. Mm -hmm. I had I'd talked to Dan Olenek. Yes. And he invited me up to a steak dinner, and I had a baseball game for my son. So I couldn't go. And then the next time it was on, um, one of my duties is district education officer. I couldn't miss. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to talk to you afterwards because that is one of the last things in masonry I really haven't joined that I've wanted to join. I've mm -hmm. been, I have a bunch of people that I've talked to, talked to through the podcast that are grotto members. Um, they actually had their big grotto convention down in Cincinnati. I saw a, yes. saw a ton of pictures. The la our last guy that was on the show in 37, uh, Jay Clark was down there. So it's one of those things that I keep seeing, and it's like, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. I'll be glad to help you. So after show. I <laughs> with, However I can, I, I will. So is that the only path you went, Ancient Scottish Rite or and the and Grotto. Grotto? Yes, those, those are the only two uh, paths um, that you went that, down. That, okay. that I went um, not to overpraise the clown unit, but – uh, there's a lot of time, effort, and dedication, much like yeah. going through the chairs or anything. I mean, if, if you're going to do it, you gotta if, do if it you're signed force. up for the job, please show up for the job. Yes. Don't, don't stiff your fellow clowns. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just hurts everybody. Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was very um, rewarding, uh, and unfortunately, to tie it up on that, the circus was discontinued. Yes, down in Struthers, it got to be uh, uh, an insurance issue. Oh, okay. I was yeah, I was wondering year, if it was that or it, or membership working, but yeah, it's so much money that. Yeah, it it got to be, uh, and then the school system Struthers. I mean, it, everybody that was involved. I mean, they had to face reality. Yeah, it was just too much. Too many it different was, things. It was too much, and you know. Um, it was a good run, and we we felt we did an awful lot of good. Yeah. Uh, but we st they still do parades. Right. And so, like, Canfield Parade is always a big one on the 4th of July. Sure. Uh, that type of thing. You know, that that's part of, as a, as a Masonic organization, mm -hmm. as any organization, really, is seeing the lifespan of 
whatever event it may be, whether it's that, a right. 5K, a right. golf outing, and saying, you know, we're really do picking up steam, picking up steam. And then you get to that point where you can tell we're kind of going downhill and maybe we'll try it next year. But to gracefully exit, I'll say, and say, you know what, we had a great run. Yes. There are other things we can still do. Let's check out those ventures and move on. Yes. I, that's well stated, Jim, and that's, um, that's a great analogy. That, uh, you know, it, it's the uh, cycle of life. Yeah, sure, you know, what, sure. Be it humans or uh, an event. 45 years in masonry. What keeps bringing you back? Because it ha it's, you've moved lodges, and you're plural, so you're still a member of both. But in 45 years, and you're sitting here with me doing a podcast, and you're still active. I see you all the time. Thank you. you. Know, uh, yeah. And and the grotto and the Scottish Rite. What is it about masonry that keeps you coming back? Is it fellowship? Is it learning? Is it what is it? It may be more than one thing. Sure. In in my opinion, uh, the benefits uh, of being a Freemason. Um, actually, Freemasonry makes good men better. Sure. And allows for a higher quality of life. Yeah. I'll agree okay. with that, 100%. Um, I, I feel to kind of bullet... Uh, bullet point it. Sure. Bullet points. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I think there's like eight benefits that I can, that I wrote down uh, when I was thinking about this yeah. invitation. Um, you have a chance for moral self-improvement. Right. Increased brotherhood. Absolutely. You know, reaching sure. out, getting to know more people. Yeah. You've done that, different lodges, different regions, sure. different states. Okay. Uh, my favorite is community involvement. Absolutely. Get yourself out there. Sure. Don't hide. Um, relief and charity to others. Right. We do that. The same thing, relief and charity to each other. Yeah, safety net. There's... Yeah. Sometimes there'll be a brother in need um, unexpectedly. Yeah, uh, yeah. You need to keep your eyes and ears open uh, in case that comes up. Right. Uh, leadership skills. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, my God. When, when, I, yeah. yeah. Leadership skills. You you know. Yeah. It's, You've it's been through it. Lived it. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, uh, leadership, um, you know, we learn by doing kind of thing. No, you're 100%. Yeah. Um, education. Which right. I'm proud to say I'm the Lodge Education Officer here at Allen Lodge. Sure. Uh, I've enjoyed the research. Um, it isn't just going back like 50 years or so. I try to uh, pick my topics uh, that are more current. Okay. Because today's yeah, make Brother it. Mason, they, yeah, they, not that they, they don't want to hear about 50 years ago too <laughs> much, or 45. But I, I do. I pride myself yeah. in uh, uh, giving a good piece, a good talk. That's relevant. It, it is relevant to today. And then the, the eighth thing is mentors. Oh, yeah. I always feel, you know, that find a good mentor. Yes. I will say um, I have found some very good mentors over the years. Uh, I'm proud to say right here at Allen Lodge. Um, 
I, I would uh, single out Alonzo Potts, who is now our worshipful master. Yes, a.k.a. the Pope. The Pope, <laughs> yes, the Pope. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Todd, our secretary. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Dave Ash, we're both veterans. Sure. You know, um, and Jim Cardellane, who's the past district deputy right. grandmaster, and I want to throw a, a, a kind uh, uh, shout out to him. Um, I'm proud to say when I received the 2020 Mason of the Year Award, yeah, it was Jim Cardellane who escorted me. Yes. And he reminded me as we were walking up there, he, I mean, I, I was just stunned. I was not expecting that. Right. And he said, remember, Ran, remember what little phrase I've said over the years? And I said, I've got it. So when I got up, they asked speech, speech, that type of thing. Right, right. So I'll go back to my three Bs. I looked out <laughs> at the people, and I, I remember, this is what Jim Cardellane uh, stressed. Be someone that others can depend on. Sure. I come Absolutely. back to that. Be someone that others can depend on. I love that. And yes, that and that's it. That was my short speech. That was a short, <laughs> sweet, and that's to the it. point. Yeah. You know, the the bullet points you brought up, and there there were eight of them there, and there was a lot. I'm glad that I have a list of them because, <laughs> you yeah. know. It, I figured I'd print it off. It was easier. Well, you know, the thing is, is especially in my position on this end, as you're talking, I'm, bring, I'm recalling, you know, my file network in my head here is thinking of all of those experiences and things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hit increased brotherhood. All those guys that you talked about, Dave Ash, Lonzo Potts, Kevin Todd, you know, those are guys, Jim Cardellane. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. thought I forgot, didn't yeah, you? you <laughs> we forgot you, Jim. No, we didn't. You know, those are guys that I joined Masonry, and yourself included. I didn't know any of you guys, any at all. And, you know, it is things now that I regularly see these people. We had an event in Wellsville. And Kevin Todd called me out blue. He's like, you going to Wellsville? I'm like, yeah. He's like, care if I ride with you? I'm like, no, that's great. You know, give me someone to talk to. And we, you know, BSed all the way down. We BSed at dinner. We BSed all the way back. And it's, that's the kind of thing that those connections, those people all over the state, mm -hmm. I would have had none of that. I would have missed all of that. And the mentor, the mentor one was a big one. And... Unfortunately, not everybody gets this, which is hurts my heart. But when you have a mentor that really knows this stuff and really is passionate, and I had that with worship brother Ryan Crisano, okay, that never goes away. There's no, always a aspect of little brother type thing. I always, you know, and I'm a solid three or four or five inches taller than Ryan's. So <laughs> the little thing doesn't yeah. work with me, you know, but. There's always, I don't want to even say looking for approval, but you always have that. If I have a question that is just absolutely flummoxing me, sometimes I'll call Ryan first just because there's that safety net of he was there for me when I was a babe in masonry. You know, I didn't know any of this. And the things that I learned from him 
straight off of the bat, which everyone has continued to give me that brotherly love and relief, truth and whatnot. But there's just a little bit more of that safety net of he's still my mentor. A lot of things sitting in the East as master. Hey, Ryan, what do you think of this? This is my idea. And we're lucky enough. I have a bunch of past masters, same at Allen, same mm-hmm. at a lot of places mm-hmm. who are open to telling you their thoughts, <laughs> open yeah. to them telling <laughs> their thoughts to you. Not in a bad way. I'm, I'm joking about that. Yeah. Grumpy past masters. Positive thing. criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Positive, <laughs> constructive. Yeah, constructive. Yeah. But you know, yeah. that mentor, even though you're on the same level, I always feel like it's there in the sense of they're there to help you. That's where I wanted to take that. Mm-hmm. And if I muddied mm-hmm. that up along the way, sorry to no, everyone you, listening. You, you, <laughs> did, you did fine. It's uh, and, and I can I can relate. Yeah. Um, I'll use um, Alonzo Potts or the Pope or Potsy. You know. <laughs> yes, many um, acronyms. Yeah. When the one day class was being held a couple at, at uh, Argus Lodge. Sure. Yeah. He just called me up and said, I want to meet you at the lodge. And I did. We did the Master Mason exam. Oh, yeah. Yes. We did. He said, I, I, I pick you. Okay. I know you. I know I can trust you. Sure. You know the work. Boom, boom, boom. We uh, went over it and we rehearsed it a few times. Uh, and as it, as it turned out that day, they did not uh, need us to do that. But what I was, what I felt the most pride about, we were ready. Yeah, you knew. Mentors, yeah. He had me ready to go, no stage fright. We can do this if we need to. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, actually, just at this past one-day class in March mm-hmm. down in Lisbon. In Lisbon, yes. Uh, Hi, this is Jim Hall host of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast. I'd like to personally invite you to check out Brothers and Bonds Co., our sponsor and houser of our merchandise line. Go over and check out all the cool things they have for the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast. Thank you, and back to the show. East Palestine was doing the Entered Apprentice degree, and this was my first time not participating in the degree because as district education officer, I have a part that right. I have an educational part I have to perform. Yes. Well, at the end, the gentleman that was going to do the return couldn't be there. There, I can't remember the exact thing, but they asked me, they're like, hey, could you and worship brother Wade Bear do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, did it a hundred times. You know, and, yeah. and that was my inspection degree. It's fine. But we got up there and Wade and I, A, work together, B, are very easy to make each other laugh, Yeah, <laughs> which is a problem in a serious setting because, yeah. you know, we're just two grown-up kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and we, I say a line, and he looks at me, and he gives me, he cocks his eyebrow, and I look at him, and the next line I say, and it was, it was right, and I second-guessed myself because I thought it, I thought he was giving me a sign. So I switched the line, and he's like, "Nah, you were right. And then we start laughing in front of 100 people. We're just belly aching. I'm like, oh, my God, talk about really dropping the ball here, you know. But that, that's the flip side of, you know, some of the nerves you can get in front of people 
Yes. You know, and I've had people say, oh, I don't want to join once you talk to them about what it entails, if you go Mm -hmm. through traditionally, because I don't like talking in front of people. And I was one of those people. And that's a perfect example of there's nobody here that is going to look down on you if you miss a word, forget a line, you know, mess up. The, we all want the best to happen for you yeah. and to do your best. The, the thing I feel the best about, and I remember this too, uh, everyone in the lodge wants you to succeed. Yes. When I meet with, and I try to be like a mentor to the ones coming in. Yeah. You know, yeah. to the ones starting through the line. Sure. I'll meet them here. I'm proud to say I'll practice. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I I just say, you know what? Everyone here wants you to succeed. Yes. You just remember that. And you're, and I hearken back to your, the new Lisbon. Uh, yes, we did the Master Mason. Yeah, Alan Lodge at Potsy yeah. wanted us to yeah. do it. And, yes, I had a speaking part, you know, but we were happy. We we were just thrilled to go down there and do it. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. did great. It, it, it was, it, it yeah. was and, and everybody, everybody yeah. did. So we hope it's something that um, the candidates will remember. Right. And, um, you know, that's, again, part of the mentor thing. When they ask, you know, can you help? Sure. Uh, yes, I can. You know, when you talk about that, you know, everybody wants you to succeed, and hopefully it's something that the candidate remembers. This is kind of a complete 90-degree from what we were talking about, but mm-hmm. it's on my mind, so I'm just going to yeah, go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that's true. Um, three weeks ago now, my son got his first DMLA degree. And, you know, it was to watch that and to experience it and – Chris Gillum, who's the head dad at Templar Chapter, came over to me afterwards. He's been on the show with his brother and his dad, and he's like, did you cry? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and he's at the altar. He and he put his arm around us, and he, around me, and he's like, we all do. Because <laughs> his son's <laughs> in it, you know. His he, son. Yeah. He knew what I was going through. But, you know, the thing that I tried to impress on my son, because he was really nervous, and this was that mentor aspect but i don't want to push it too much because you know i want him to grow to enjoy the fraternity and not be dad made me type of thing Mm -hmm. when we went up there he's like i'm really nervous dad and he's he was he didn't even want to tell me my wife told me and i'm like what are you thinking about tonight he's like dad i don't know what's going to happen i'm nervous and i'm like there's two things you need to remember like number one everybody's everybody's excited that you're there everybody is excited they want you there he's like okay and i'm like number two they are doing this whole thing for you all of the memorization i'm like you know the little blue book that dad has and he's like yeah i'm like you know when i'm in the basement and i tell you have to go upstairs (laughs) he's like yeah I'm like, I'm memorizing that to return to a new Mason. I'm only doing that for them. I don't need to remember the words. I've been through it. I'm like, and that's why tonight is so special because it's your initiation and all those men there, they put in countless hours of work on their own 
only for you. I'm like, you remember that because that's one of the most important things, the respect you have for them for putting that work in. And when we finished, we got in the car and, and I'm like, you know, what'd you think? He's like, that was awesome. <laughs> He's like, awesome. how did they remember all that? And I'm like, you'll find out. <laughs> Don't worry about that right you'll now. You'll find out. And, and I think if I could interject. Yes. Um, and a uh, 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 shout out of praise to uh, uh, Rick Linebaugh, who is now a 24th district. Uh, he's the president. The president. President yeah. this year, yeah. Sure. Um, it, and his son, I believe, Liam. I yes, think, was, he was there. He, yes, he yes. was there, too. So uh, I, I'm sure Liam is, uh, you know, um, he, he's very happy about all this, too. And so is Rick. Yeah, it and was his wife, Linda. It, it was cool to see Rick and, you know, mm -hmm. Chris and Dusty and, yeah. and Rick Palmer was there. And, Rick you know, Palmer, yes. And that was the the exciting thing when I brought it up to my wife. My wife gave me that look like, is this another night out for you? <laughs> you know, yeah. Not that she gets upset, right. but, you know, yeah. and I'm like and I explained to her what this was. And I'm like, listen, this is really something that. You know, like you said, it masonry makes you a better person it makes you a better leader a better speaker all of that stuff mm -hmm. in the eight plus years i've joined has changed the trajectory of my life 100 mm percent -hmm. you know at the time i was and everybody out here's like jim stop telling the furniture story but <laughs> you know i i was delivering furniture no knock on that because it paid the bills and it yeah. was a good company but from there i've completely changed everything that went on only because masonry made me more confident a better speaker and with the group of brothers that are here that i know are on my side i believe in myself and i know that if i'm down i have a safety net mm -hmm. to take care of me and mm -hmm. you know be there and say you are good enough which is you know it's it's their self-confidence yes is uh, th th that's a that's a huge one, and I I agree. It uh, once once you start, uh, and and you do. I mean myself uh, to tie in. I yeah. I'm on the funeral committee here. Okay. Yeah, which and some people they they might shy away from that. Everybody sure. has their it's likes and their uh, maybe I don't want that. Um, right. You know, and there are speaking parts. Absolutely. The, yeah. So, um, and there's a little preparation involved. Right. I, I'm glad to take on that responsibility. Yeah. You, you know, you get there, you set up, get your paperwork out, get the aprons ready, and get the six parts there. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm happy to do that. Sure. So when the other members that have committed, when they come, we're ready to go. Ready to go. and Ready to go. And the, we have confidence and we know what we're there for. Sure. And, you know, that's one of those things until I went to a few, which, mm -hmm. you know, I a strong wind and I can get work welled up because I'm mm -hmm. I'm a baby in that mm -hmm. sense that, you know, I don't hold my emotions well. I'm a crier mm -hmm. and a smiler and a dreamer and all that good stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's tough for me. And I've I've done a few of the smaller speaking parts, and it's I really have to focus because nobody nobody wants to see you up there blabbering and crying and stuff like that. No. But no. but the thing that I'm getting at is you know that is a really beautiful presentation, and 
when you have that set up and that confidence to go do that, you know, once again, there are people there that what's going on here. I've, I've had people come up and ask, you know, I never saw something like that. And not that I'm saying that we should be <laughs> trying to get members at funerals because that's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's the only Masonic experience people get. They see that. And, and I've just an experience. People, somebody has came up and said, you know, I never realized what you guys do. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden we're talking and end up getting a petition because he he's like, I was really impressed with how you guys spoke and I'm like that that's check that, this out yeah it, that's it, what you want that's that impression yeah um and as a quick sidebar uh yes we've done it as I mentioned at the funeral home sure and on one occasion we're sitting here right here at Allen Lodge we put it on right here in the lodge oh wow yes there was okay a, and it that was like what is this but you know what? We just put our heads together. We knew what we were going to do, where you're supposed to be, and just present it. Um, and some of the funerals, I'll say, yes, they're you know, for the members. And some families, though, um, and I do talk to them. They yeah. say, you, you, you can request this. Sure. And there was a private. There was a oh, private yeah. service. Yeah, yes, yeah. There's a family. His uh, picture hangs out uh, here in the uh, meeting room. Okay. Uh, right worshipful brother, Dean Ferris. Sure. I knew Dean Ferris way going back to the grotto, and his clown name was Dizzy. Okay. He was an attorney, so there's a real dichotomy <laughs> there. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. A real serious dean and so on. Yeah. And uh, his family, uh, and we did a uh, private uh, service. Uh, I believe Kevin Todd was there. Uh, I know Dave Collins was there. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that type of thing. And it, and uh, they just said, "Well, we want you. You've known him for years." And the family said, "We'd like you to be in it." Yeah, that, that's quite an honor. Absolutely. It touches. Oh my you. God. Yes. yes. So, if somebody comes up to you, and that's kind of we've talked about this, mm -hmm. skirted around a little bit, right? And says you know what i've heard about freemasonry what's it all about what's the sticking point what what would you tell and i guess this is kind of your elevator speech you know you have 30 mm -hmm. seconds or yeah. however long two minutes yeah if the elevator's slow it's slow <laughs> yeah it's right right but yeah. somebody comes up to you and says hey i saw your ring what's that all about what what do you tell them On the spot. I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, no, that's all right. I, I, uh, I, I kind of, I, I've learned sometimes it's, it's easier to take the uh, five second rule. You know, just take a second. And take a second, gather your thoughts, because if you speak too quick, you know the old phrase: every time you speak, your mind is on parade. So, <laughs> so yes, yeah, just yeah, just that's a little zinger there, but I yeah. remember that one. Um, I would tell them that we are, um, we're not a secret society. Sure. Yeah, but we do have, we are some a society with some secrets. Yes. But um, we want to be known as an organization 
that does, as we said, that develops you and your personhood to become a better person, a better father, yeah. a better employee, sure. whatever. But we also want that person to think about we try to do good right. and help others, as I right. say. Um, and we want to hope that the impression we make, the first impression, sure. is always, you know, we've heard that through our whole life. Oh, yes. First impressions are the lasting da-da-da. But um, I, I would tell them uh, I would maybe meet with some of my friends. Yeah. That's how I've broken the ice. Sure. Would you like to talk to some of my friends that are Masons, too? Right. And meet them. Invite them. Invite yeah. them. And all of a sudden, oh, I know him. Yeah. I know. Sure. Then I figure, okay, you're off to a good start as opposed to them just shutting it down. Sure. Um, I said it will also help you as a person to be the man that you want to be. Right. That's something that I stress a lot. It, it will help you grow and develop and yeah. become the man that you want to be. Sure. And then I watch in their face. I'm a, you know, my second career, uh, my first career was in industrial sales. Right. Then our company went out of business when the mills closed. Right. So the short version, I went back to graduate school at 41. I was like terrified. I got my master's in counseling. I became a medical social worker. Sure. So I did adult protective services, and I also did veterans. Right. Since I'm a veteran myself, and especially the Vietnam veterans. Yeah. Um, I would just look at that and think, well, let me see here how they're going to react and, right. and, and do that. But change, that's the key. Uh, that's the other kind of hook. Uh, you know, I'm not like I'm fishing into them, but sure. that's the hook. I, I said, you know, think about it. You're going to have changes in your life. Right. You know, the birth of your marker events, I call them. Absolutely. You know, marker events. You're you're going to get married. You're going to have a child. You're going to have a job change. You're right. going to have a, in my case, a career change. Sure. You know, and they kind of look at me and I say, this is how life unfolds. Right. And so when they kind of look and I and I want to ease into that about the change that they will think about that and maybe that'll uh, encourage them. Sure. To to actually commit and want to see then what our brotherhood is all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. You know, the it's funny. I brought this up last week. Mm -hmm. My Internet just completely. I don't know what, and, <laughs> and and the problem is, you know, I work from home for both jobs, so then it's like, oh my God, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. where I, where my house is, I should have perfect cell service, but I don't, so I mm -hmm. use Wi-Fi Assist, Sure. and, you know, I was really frantic, and I called the cable company, okay, they sent somebody out, and then finally they came out, you know, that whole process, you know, everybody, everybody listens like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. we've been there, and... So the guy came and he's like, well, you know, you need a new modem. There's a few connections, blah, blah, blah. He's doing his thing. I'm leaving him alone because I don't like hovering. Nobody likes that. No. And 
He's like, okay, I changed everything. Splitter's good, all this stuff. Come down, give it a shot. So my office is down there. And of course, anyone that's seen it, I have the Masonic shrine that, yeah. you know, it has my gavel that um, Most Worship Brother Reigns presented me at uh, installation. Yes. And then mm -hmm. I have my Masonic diploma and York Rite and, you know, every other Scottish Rite, you get your 32nd degree. And um, I have a few other different awards that past masters have given me in Palestine. And so I go over to the computer and he's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, what's up? You know, and the cable company is only in Chippewa, which is 18 minutes right. down the road. Right. So, you know, maybe he knows me. I know people down there. He's like, I see this all the time. And he's like, I just don't know. And in the back of my head, like, the, the tickle starts to have, like, it's a Masonic question. I get excited. Like, here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy, Jim. Though. And, he, and he said, he's like, what is Freemasonry? And you're right. It was like a five seconds. Like, well, and I played it off like I was trying to get my computer set up. But I took the five second thing because in my head, I need to actually pump the brakes. Because I get so excited that it's like a, a Masonic throw-up session. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't need to dump all this stuff on him about, I just need to tell him the basics. And so it, it took me a second to be like, okay, well, society was secrets, not a secret society. We don't sacrifice anything. The Illuminati <laughs> is not no. tied with, you know, dispel all those things that, you yes. know. You yeah. probably won't, you know, find any underground burial chambers of gold, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. And then give them, I give, I disband all the goofy stuff that's right off the top. And then I give them basically the same thing you did. So it was just a cool, a cool situation. And then afterwards he, he thanked me and I didn't push it because I want them to come on their own. That's very important, you know, that they make the first step. I just, he asked the question. I gave him the information. What he does with that is up mm -hmm. to him. And I said, you know, you could come to a local lodge. I don't know if you're, if you live in Ohio and that's completely up to you. I don't need that information. This is your journey. And then after he left, my wife, who's a school teacher, says she's off in the summer. She's like, he asked about lodge, didn't he? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I heard you. I heard you down there smoozing. I'm like, I wasn't smoozing. You know, she she likes to say it that. Oh way. yeah, they they like to get their zingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But so so one of the things we didn't cover, and I know we we had talked about a little bit, is you have not went through the line. You've kind of done some a lot of other work. I don't want to say you sat on the sidelines because that's not no. that it. So what was the determining factor? to say you know hey you know what i'm i'm busy you know with pockets and i don't i can't give that time it was that it or what was there something else um it it it's uh somewhat it 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 is uh hard to talk about i did go through as the stewards okay here at allen and then junior deacon okay okay uh unfortunately um i i've had some uh health issues and i try not uh, I've had three back surgeries, 2008, okay. 2020, and 2021. Okay. You're wondering why? Why any? I have uh, severe spinal degeneration. Okay. So 
my feeling was, uh, and then also the embarrassing part, uh, in December of last year, uh, I've had some urology issues for probably about four years. I okay. just didn't talk about it. it sure. It's embarrassing. Uh, I've had a bladder pacemaker installed. Yeah, oh. th there is such a thing. Okay. Wow. It's I been didn't around know since 1990. I didn't know either. Okay. I, was, I was referred to a Dr. Bradley Gill um, in Twinsburg uh, facility, which is a Cleveland clinic. Sure. For sure. those that are, you know, listening and they might say what it, it, I would encourage them to um, be referred. Um, he's wow. been, he's been doing these surgeries for 10 years. Okay. So it does work. It does help. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. But. Uh, and the last thing, I had a stroke back in uh, around 2013, Okay, around there. Uh, you have to really weigh out what's going on in your life. Sure. Um, and as a quick sidebar, then my wife has also had some uh, major health issues. So right. um, I need to be there for her. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. She she's having she may have back surgery herself coming up, uh, that type of thing. And um, it's uh, it just comes to a point where y you say, all right, I don't want to just take a spot just to be there. Right. Sure. But but what else can I do? Yes. What else can I do? And that's why I talked to some uh, pots. I come back to him. Yeah. And he said, well, I'm going to appoint you as LEO because, unfortunately, you're familiar. Our LEO, Harry Krasinski, yes. a long time, and he died. Sure, sure. So, and I, I was, uh, I said, sure, I'd be glad to do that. Yeah. Well, you know what's, what's really a stand-up thing, I'll say, is to step back and say, I can't do – the line that due diligence or may not be able to, I don't want to say you can't, yeah, yeah, but there, not. there are, you know, mitigating circumstances that I don't want to put lodge in front of my wife, my health, you know, all of that, which is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But what else can I do? And, you know, there are some out there that maybe they are holding on to that line and not doing the position, the diligence and hurting the lodge where they could say, you know what? This isn't the right time, the right place, or mm -hmm. whatever. What else can I do? LEO, Marshall. There's a lot of different things you can do. Funerals. Funerals. You know uh, the yeah. you know pr candidate prep. There's a lot Candid of yeah. there's Mentoring, a lot of things. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said earlier, I'll meet with them here. Sure. I'll go over. You know, I don't. Then that way, an officer isn't tied up. Sure. Y you know, you can kind of lighten the load, so to speak. Yes. Important. And and if you take that responsibility on, um, and then people do notice, and I tell them that. Yeah. You know what? You never know who's watching you. you we've heard that phrase our whole life. Sure. And you just don't know. That's it. In a good way. Yeah. You know, and uh, and people recognize. Right. You know, I I come back to, uh, I got the Dan Blizzard Award, um, in two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Which I was very, again, I was, that caught me flat-footed because that's more of, is this somebody, what are they doing? Are they involved? Are they 
really putting their heart into it. Yeah. And then in 2020, uh, got Master or Mason of the Year Award. Um, that, again, that was very humbling for me. Yeah. So that says, you know what? You can still be a part of it. Um, give it everything you've got. Right. Give it, you know, give the dedication that all the others. And I've stood up there doing my LEO talk. And I mentioned to each member here, I said, I want each of us take take a moment, look around this room, and look at the time, you know, the effort and the dedication sure. that's involved. Right. And that that's, is a compliment, my compliment to each one of them. That's right. Here. The time, the effort, and the dedication. Yeah. And um, I think that, hopefully inspire some of the younger ones. Yeah. You know, that's what I feel part of my job is I, uh, maybe I should have been a coach in, <laughs> in, in my, I don't know, among other things. Yeah. But um, in a way we are, we're like a coach. We need to encourage. Yeah. You know, um, because the, the people in the line or the, they've got other things that I think they need to think about. Sure. And focus on. And if you can, again, bring that new officer along, right? Uh, let them have some confidence. And they may ask you questions they're afraid to ask somebody else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, you know what? It, it's true. It's, yeah. it's very hard sometimes to, you know, especially a question that I should know. And I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not sure of. I can't find it in the code book, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I'd rather ask. You know, you never you never want to look like you're wrong, even though that, you know, we harken back so many times to we're not I don't I'm not going to be mad if I would be more upset if you never asked the question and didn't get it right because you were too afraid to come ask me to come ask me. Yeah. And, and, and to throw other one other little sidebar. Um, unfortunately, when members pass, I have received calls from their widows or I've run into them at the grocery store or in the community. Yeah. What do I do with his Bible? What right. do I do? I graciously tell them, uh, I'll meet you at the lodge, bring it, and I give it to the secretary. Sure. Yeah. That That's because they, they don't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, should I keep it? Should, should they I not? Should they whatever? Yeah. And, right. You know, it's their call, but yeah, you're right. It it. It, again, it's it's sensitive, it's awkward, yeah. But I'd rather knock that down and deal with it and get it handled. Sure. So you know, and then you move on to the next uh, situation. Right, right. So one thing I always like to ask, and it's always on my mind because you know any Masons out here that once you become a Mason, it's sort of like when you start if you drive a PT cruiser. You see a lot more PT cruisers when you're driving one, you know. I had one for eight years. <laughs> me I too. Me I too. You know, and that's why I came I up. I did. I loved it. That's it. <laughs> but uh, you know, I didn't know that either, so yeah. it's a good yeah. tip. But you know, when you become a Mason, now you see the emblem. You see the building with the sign. You look. I look all the time, and sometimes I have to remind myself, like Jim, you're actually looking like you're looking creepy right now because you're trying to see this guy's ring 
you know, I'm cocking my head <laughs> yeah. around. And, it, you know, maybe it's a school ring. Maybe it is. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a ring. It doesn't have to be Masonic. Right. But it's exciting for me when I see a ring. And I, as soon as I spot that square and compass, it's like, it's like a beacon. Like, it's calling to me. Like, I need mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. My wife, like, she grabs my arm. Like, take it easy. <laughs> you know? Right. I get the yank on, yeah. you know. Yeah. But what does it mean to you when you see that what what feeling comes across when you see that bumper sticker that ring that emblem what what's the thought what's the feeling uh jim i i have a feeling of uh pride yes uh distinct recognition sure. i'll use that phrase because yes, we that. are it's distinct yeah. yes, yes we are it's not everybody. It's us. Sure. Um, and I know that there's someone um, that if if I would see them in public, okay, yeah, like this, I, I know that they're approachable. Sure. And we have a common denominator. Yes. So to a speak. bond. Yeah, we're sure. we're on the square. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's just something that you feel comfortable. Sure. And um, I, I'm like you. I've, I've met people different states. Right. Um, just real quick, my wife and I met my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Uh, I know, French Lick, Indiana, a famous home oh, of Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Yeah. Well, there, there's, a, a, there's a resort thing there, which we, are, we decided to go, the, me, the four of us. I went to that Masonic Lodge, and I'll tell you what, I was there for almost two hours. Wow. Yes, there were, it was a member, and he called somebody else. It was uh, the smallest lodge room I've ever seen. Okay. But, yeah, it wasn't anything, believe me, Spartan is the word that comes to my <laughs> mind. But those, they were so happy to talk, yeah. and they talked about the, Reconsecration. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They went through the whole thing, and it was, it was educational for me. Right. Really educational. Yeah. So when you say when I and I thought, hey, this is great, because I, I saw the emblem was outside. Right. And I was driving, and I just said to my wife, I just want to do this myself, you know. And, sure. I, and when I and I went in and knocked on the door, and there he was. Yeah. Yeah. All from a bumper sticker. Well, that's the, you know, to, to go to a different lodge, and this is something that's just exciting for me coming up. We go to the Outer Banks every other year, every couple of years, mm -hmm. and there's a lodge down there, Mantio Lodge. And mm -hmm. I don't, don't know the number off the top of my head, but the first year I went down and I got a picture in front of it. And the next year I went down and I got a picture in front of it and I found their Facebook page and I checked in there. Mm-hmm. And one of their guys messaged me and said, hey, you know, you should come down. We're dark, but we can come and open a lodge and you can check it out. And the times didn't work. You know, we had sure. at that time we had our, you know, my wife's entire family with us. So it's family time and we had plans and stuff. So we're going down. We're actually leaving next week to go down again with a few other families this time. And Bree said, you need to contact Mantio Lodge. They they wanted you to come, but we couldn't make it work. Which, a, you know my, 
heart it's like the Grinch my heart grew two times bigger because my wife is thinking of Masonic <laughs> things for me to do like this is, we did it <laughs> we got this the, is a breakthrough <laughs> yes but but you know I did I messaged them I shot them an email and their secretary got back to me they're like you know we just built a new lodge he's like but here are the days that I'm available pick one of those days and I'll take you to both and I'm like so so I'm excited, not this Monday coming up, and which would be the day this podcast, the week right. after, the next Monday, I get to go to Mantia Lodge and just see what they have to offer, talk, exchange lapel pins, tell them about a podcast, you oh, know. Hey, so Yeah, that's how you do it. But but that's the thing, I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what they do and what mm-hmm. they, you know. how I can, I can relate to that in a, a sliver. Uh, friends of ours, they moved to Myrtle Beach about four years ago. Okay. Uh, there's a lodge down there by Merle's Inlet. Okay. I, I went, I, again, I knocked on a, just myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to take away from their timer. Yeah, it, it was neat. And so, you know, a guy said, you need to come back. Yeah. And I said, I will. And we communicate. Communicate back and email. forth. And yes, we do. That's, and the thing, we I, I talk about connections a lot on podcast and not, right. but the the great thing is it's not going down there to Myrtle Beach one time and ah, I got a picture and it's all good that bond continues it you know does. and it does from that one facebook message a couple years ago my wife it still clicked in my wife said you need to contact them before we get there mm-hmm. which in my mind I'm just thinking of I can't wait to get to the beach and not that I you know I love my job working for you know, working for Wade and mm-hmm. for the Grand Lodges, mm-hmm. it's hard to complain because it's the best of both worlds. But it's always nice to just kick your feet up and relax. So I'm not even thinking about Lodge for the most part. No. It's always on my mind a little bit. Well, but but you need to decompress, as I call it. Sure. Everyone needs that. But the, those connections will not stop when you walk out of that lodge. You know, you're always tied to them and it'll, hey, what do you think of this or whatever? And same Mm -hmm. with the podcast. And that's one of those bullet points that you were talking about, the the connection part that all the, you, me, you know, Mantio Lodge, uh, Charles Ward in Alaska from the podcast, all this, I would not have known any of these people. And my life is better because of it. I'm a better man. And the tenets of masonry and what we hold ourselves to and the thing that, you know, it talked about, you know, making yourself better is I'm holding you to those tenets Mm -hmm. and you're holding me to them. So if I went out and did something that was unmasonic, I didn't just let me down or my family. I let Randolph Davis and Charles Ward and Jess Rains and... Chad Kapinski, all of those guys, I let down because I took an oath that said I would be a better person. Exactly. And, and that's exactly. where the weight of the fraternity is. I have to be good because I, I sat down in front of my holy book and said I would. I would take this obligation and be a better man. Yes, we were you all know. at the altar and said that. I agree. So before I can go for it, before sure. I before – I, Continue on my own connection no, right. bar- barrage. Coping with change. This is mm-hmm. a little thing you put together. And give me a little bit of backstory on this and your thoughts on it because I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Uh, well, Jim, I, I 
when I was going through the career change, okay, and when I was in graduate school, and sure. the short version, so we had to come up, it was a self-development class, which okay. you're thinking, what is this? You know, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. is this? There's no textbook. There, Everybody's freaking out. There were like four or five that left. Right. You know. uh, so the professor, um, he said to us, uh, you're going to, you're going to grow. That this course is about self-development. Right. You're gonna you're gonna keep journals and this and that. And I could see the look on people's faces, like, where's this guy coming from? Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, I I thought, okay, let's stick with it, do it. Short version. Uh, yeah, he read the journals every week. He had his own opinion. Yeah. Uh, he and I have become great friends. He's 80 years old. So okay. we were non-traditional. We were older students. Right. Like 35 and older. Sure. So he really developed rapport with each and every one of us. Okay. Uh, he got to know us in, in, in depth. Right. Um, and as a quick sidebar, one of the other professors, uh, Jan Gilweigel, uh, those of you from sports may remember her father, uh, Sloco Gill, G-I-L-L, from Campbell Memorial. That was Jan Gilweigel's father. Okay. And that she said, you know my dad from track. I said, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, Jan was uh, one of the professors, and, uh, and uh, they weren't easy on us. Um, and I get right to this. She called me. She said, I need to see you in my office after class. And I thought, what has happened here? You know? yeah. And she closed the door, and uh, she said, you know what your problem is? And I was shocked. Right. I said, I'm sorry, Jen. Am I a problem? Right. Oh, no. She said, no, you don't get it. But I'm going to tell you. Much okay. like masonry. Sometimes yeah. we have to tell somebody. Sure. She looked me right in the eye and said, your biggest problem is you don't believe enough in yourself. Yes. You are a good student, but you could become a great student. Okay. And um, when I graduated, she came up to me and gave me the biggest hug. And uh, the dean I talked about when yeah. I first went in, yeah. he looked at me and he said, I had a name on your folder. Remember the horse Seabiscuit? Yeah. I, <laughs> he <laughs> he was... said, you, you were my Seabiscuit. Oh, which, I love it. And uh, then uh, on a sad note, uh, Jan Gilweigel got cancer and died. Oh. At, at a young age, yeah, okay. it, it, it was it was very sad. So, to finish it up on this self development <clears throat> class, uh, I sure. remember his, his name is Dr. David Kleinus, uh, and David said to me, "I want you to get your inner out outer. I want your inside to become outside. Yeah, I I want to see what's driving you. Sure, absolutely." He said, um, let's see what you could write, what, what you're really thinking about. Don't okay. try to do it in 10 minutes. I, I want yeah, you take some time. Take some time. Get some. I don't care if it's sticky notes. Do something on that. Okay. So I, I, I was pondering, and I started, and I said one time. So I came up with doing the job change or the career change. Um, I'm terrified enough, plus trying to go to graduate school. Yeah. And then pay for it, too. Right. 
So I wrote this, and I, I would hope and people could get a hold of me or you. I'd be glad to get a copy to anybody. And sure. I'm going to leave this copy with you today. Yeah. Uh, and I have read this here at Allen Lodge. Okay. It's called Coping with Change. When things change rapidly in our lives, there is a tendency for us to throw up defensive systems to protect us from the unknown. Most of us have a need for balance and predictability in our lives. When the future is clear and fully understood, we tend to think that we are in control and enjoy a sense of tranquility. The unpredictable, on the other hand, threatens our ability to control our lives and creates distress and anxiety. How we deal with change personally is an important issue. First, we need to recognize that we are responsible for our own destinies. How we live our lives will depend on our willingness to take charge. I often think of the motto, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Second, we must not let worry immobilize us. If we stop to think about it, worry is a right now activity. We don't worry tomorrow or yesterday. We worry this very minute, and when we do that, it can get in the way of logical thinking that brings us the answers we so desperately need. It's important to recognize we sometimes refer to worry about it rather than resolve it. That way, we don't need to take any risks. Third, don't let a problem become an excuse. It's the old, I can't do it because blank, blank, blank routine. It's easy to avoid taking action or making a decision. Just think up a problem. Let the problem become insurmountable and you're off the hook. And I finish with this. When we are really in control of our lives, we find the means of setting the excuses aside. It's impossible to totally fail if we try because the battle most people lose is the battle over the fear of failure. Having tried is evidence of a measure of success. Wow. I love that. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. That that's that kind of that was that was a catalyst that spurred me on. Yeah, and and you know, and you have a phrase on the back there that really kind of hits what Jan was saying too. Uh, yeah, I could. I'll just yeah. Uh, I have this and I, I keep it uh, at home, and it's a real simple one. It it it's a graphic. 
you know, it, it, it is a graphic. Uh, it's a dark sky with a star. Yeah, yeah. And the phrase is, you have to decide to star in your own life. Star yeah. is in quotation sure. marks. You have to decide to star in your own life. And I think that applies to all of us. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely love that. And I love that to end on a star like that. That's just perfect. So thank you, Rand. Thank you for coming on the show. I dearly appreciate it. I appreciate the time, the stories, the stories I didn't even know about. And that that's the thing with masonry, the connections that continue mm -hmm. because it isn't a handshake and uh well, I know him and go, well, no, there, you know, we continue to delve into each other's lives and mm -hmm. closer friends. And, you know, now I know more about you, the mm -hmm. man and not, not just, you know, the LEO. It's not, we went past masonry. That's more than that. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of it. So I want to thank you for sharing your stories. Yes. I, I, uh, I would simply say, yes, I'm, I'm uh, a bit emotional just sitting here because I, uh, thank you so very much for um, having me do this. And uh, I'm a very strong advocate. It ties into what you're saying, Jim. Uh, my phrase is just not to pour syrup on you here. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I always had good phrases. That's what my yeah, social work it. supervisor <laughs> said. You can always count on Rand, man. He's OTC. No, yeah. that's not Prilosec. He's on the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, seriously, in masonry, um, I believe that, yes, we need to go beyond the handshake and just, hi, how are you? It's a lot of superfluous. Okay? Yeah. But we need to really try to get to know each other in maybe a little more depth. Yeah. Uh, and learn to try to look out and take care of each other. Uh, I think, I mean, for me personally, that's one of the rewards I get. Sure. That when people reach out, uh, it isn't me, you know, wearing a neon sign. You know, I, I mean, yes, I am now retired as a medical social worker, but right. I still receive calls. Absolutely. Calls. What should I do? What about this? What about that? Yeah. What do you think? You know, that type of thing. It, when it says about masonry, when people, I get asked questions a lot. Right. And I hope I can be, uh, going back to Jim Cardellin's statement, be someone that others can depend on. Sure. It makes me feel good. Absolutely. That they, they thought enough of me to reach out, uh, and I'll just sum it up. One of our Lodge brothers, uh, Ray Chamberlain, his wife has been in medical intensive care sure. at Saney's downtown right. for a couple of weeks. And it and then it's not, uh, it, it's trying for him. Absolutely. She has covid she can't see anybody, you know. Yeah. And so we have been in close contact. I'm so flattered that he reached out to me. Yeah. 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 You're the guy me, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm the go-to person. Sure. Which, that's fine. Again, I don't want gold stars, but he has enough 
faith and trust and confidence to reach out to reach you. out and uh you know and i just want to be a person of support yes i love that yeah that that can be um and my wife and i we talk to john martin a member of yes Your lodge. absolutely the uh, legend i call yeah, him his, yes. his his wife suffered a severe stroke yes is my wife being a speech pathologist for 30 years we had about a half hour discussion I, I felt very good. I felt it was uplifting for him. Yeah. But you reach out to your brothers. I guess that's where I'm going Absolutely. with this. Absolutely. Help them out. Don't wait. I mean, you can always at least ask, would you like to talk about this? Yeah. That's what we're here for. That's exactly what we're here for. So I didn't want to be overly windy on this, but no, it it's uh, a distinct pleasure. And uh, I, I certainly hope that if people listen... Um, that they'll reach out possibly to you. Yeah. I'll leave my uh, cell phone and email information sure. with you. Thank you. And uh, I'd be glad to, you know, uh, get some feedback. And I hope uh, this is a good session. And, oh, uh, no. This, it, it has been great. It truly has. I want to thank you again. Great. And I'd like to thank everybody listening out there. Right. Yes. I thank you, listeners. And, uh, yes, I, uh, I'm, I'm very humbled. And I... I just feel uh, maybe I grew a couple inches doing this. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I could help. So, yeah. thank you everyone and we'll see you again. Mm-hmm.